FM 104's Select Irish with Louise Ty. Select Irish on FM 104 and FM Week we're joined by an artist to talk about the first gig they ever went to this week just after appearing on two Choice Music Prize shortlists is, is Kojak. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for chatting to us. So tell us what was the first gig you ever went to? I'm trying to think if it was Eric Clapton in the Tree Arena or if it was Arctic Monkeys in the Tree Arena, but oh, I know it was one of the two. Very cool. And in like a nice big room as well. Yeah, I think, I feel like it might have been Arctic Monkeys. I was about 15. We stupidly bought standing there, like sitting tickets upstairs. Okay. Um, Still unbelievable. It was kind of like the Crying Lightning era, like Humbug and stuff. Nice. Yeah. They were great. And that's, that was amazing. I think that's the thing. When you're that age, you want to be standing, don't you? But you don't realize it until you're seeing everyone else down there having fun. Yeah, especially if you've not been to like a proper gig before. You're yeah. like, what's the difference? I'll just buy a ticket. It's fine. But yeah, uh, yeah you really want to be in the mosh pit. What, sick though. What was it about it that stuck with you? I'm just a massive Arctic Monkeys fan. I adore them. I think they're like, yeah. Alex Turner is like one of the best writers of our times for sure cornerstone is like one of the best written mm. songs of all time yeah i just love that gig that was great at that point had you started music yourself i was in a couple of bands yeah but i used to be like indie rock okay. like singing in a band guitar music type stuff you know kings of leon and oh, Maccabees cool. and something. but uh yeah i hadn't dived into hip-hop just yet that would have been like the next year or two what made you move that direction then? Hip hop just felt more exciting to me. Mm. And uh, I think in terms of like the music videos that I was seeing coming out, like particularly like Tyler, the creator and stuff, it was mm. more exciting. And film is like a massive passion of mine. So I think it kind of just scratched that itch. And had you always been writing, whether it was in bands or when you started to, to do the rapping? I liked, I liked writing... Like in school and stuff, like creative writing, I always liked. It wasn't wasn't great comprehension wise, like reading and mm-hmm. stuff. But like writing, I loved. Um, but yeah, I wasn't always good at it. I was very bad, actually. <laughs> like I wouldn't like to see the old songs that I wrote. <laughs> but uh, that's sometimes nice, though, to have a look back and see kind of how you've, I don't know, moved along with it. Yeah, as long as no one else can see. It was great, you know, it was very nostalgic. But uh, yeah, there's some songs that need to remain in the vault. It always goes with uh, YouTube as well. I chat to lots of people who put up things on YouTube and they're like, yeah, they're all hidden. They're all gone. No one's going to ever see them again. Oh, I've got a couple of channels that have been nuked for sure. (laughs) It's nice though to be able to have a look back at like, I don't know if it's old you, but like, you know, younger you maybe. Yeah, I think once you get a bit of distance from it, you mm-hmm. you forgive your younger self a bit more, 100%. if that makes sense. But when you're kind of in your 20s and stuff, you, you want to imagine that your teen years never existed. <laughs> and do you remember your own first gig? That I played? You did, yeah. A friend of mine does a Halloween party every year, mm-hmm. uh, like a big Halloween bash. And the first show I ever did is like the Kojak stuff was at one of his Halloween parties because they do like, you know, it's called Richie Stock and they have a, they set up a little stage at the back with a marquee and everything. Nice. You know, all the lads 
get up and, and put their bands together and play. So I think that was the first one. I think I was dressed up as Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Oh, deadly. So, yeah, that was the first time I ever, like, uh, performed for people, um, which is funny. How <laughs> did it feel? Do you remember the feeling? Fairly terrifying, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they couldn't be too mean to me. They were my family, more or less. So, yeah. so they were kind. <laughs> yes, very kind, thankfully. And talking about shows, you're just back from, well, pretty much just back from 20 dates out in the road yeah yeah all across ireland and the uk and europe um it was fairly taxing on the body so <laughs> i'm uh, just about recovered now i can imagine the the live has gotten easier since your first time yes a lot easier <laughs> i mean i love performing it's not um i'm kind of lucky in that sense i've never really been that nervous playing before yeah um once you get used to it and you find your feet on stage, it takes a lot of getting used to, but um, I just really enjoy the live shows. That's my favorite element of the whole uh, of the whole gig, yeah. Yeah, because you just released your second LP, Phantom of the Afters. It was the follow-on from Town's Dead. What was it like heading into the second album? Um, when we released Town's Dead, it was kind of during the lockdown. Um, so... In a lot of ways, it kind of felt like it was a kind of stifled release because we couldn't really have a release party for it. And Mm -hmm. there was still kind of a question mark over whether or not we could even tour. So I pretty much didn't really take a break. You know, the minute the album was mixed, I started going into sessions with people in London and and writing myself at home and recording. So, um, yeah, the way it works with most albums is kind of you just stockpile loads and loads of songs and you kind of find a true line and you pick out the songs that make most sense in like an album form. Yeah. So um, it's hard to boil it down to one feeling, but it feels kind of, I think, more mature than the last one, maybe. I don't know. I guess I'm just a bit closer to it this time because uh, the songs are all new, you know, written in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And that must be quite nice because I know a lot of people tend to sit on songs for a long time. So it must be quite nice to have them new to you. Yeah, it feels a bit more, um, I guess I get more energized by the songs because I'm not trying to remember how I felt when I wrote them or anything like that. They just feel pretty, you know, accurate reflections of my life in the last two years in a lot of ways. And yeah, it's, it's been really nice. And Phantom of the Afters was also an independent release. Did that make it better for you this time? Uh, it, it came with more headaches, but it's not something that I'm new to. We were signed with a label and um, we were about 80% way finished with the record when they told us that they weren't going to take it on um, to release. So it kind of meant all right, well, we're going to have to release it one way and the album's nearly done. And Mm -hmm. I've done most of my stuff independent up until this point. So it wasn't foreign to me. It was just, it means it's a lot more work and a lot more of a headache and more of a risk financially. But um, I don't know, I kind of just jumped at the opportunity, I suppose. It kind of vitalized me or revitalized me. Maybe it's that spite. Maybe I'm just a very spiteful (laughs) person. You're going to do it either uh, way. Yeah. 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 So I guess... It gave me a strange kind of energy, yeah. 
and it was worth it. I think so, yeah. Mm. I, I mean, there's nothing I would change about the record and the release. Um, the team I've got, like, they're amazing. I, I couldn't ask for a better team of people around me, so. And it's also up for album of the year. Yeah, yeah, the choice, yeah. yeah. Which must be quite nice to get noticed. Like, I know you, you do the music probably for yourself or your fans, but also to get acknowledged must be quite nice. Yeah, and it's been like an unbelievable year of music. Like, I don't know how they're going to make the decision. Like, yeah. the Lancome record and Seema and John Francis Flynn, like, they're all albums that I adore. Every, even right, the Rachel Lavelle album is insane. I've just been obsessed with it. So mm-hmm. it's been like an unbelievably strong year for Irish music. Um, so yeah, it's really nice to be kind of part of that list. Yeah, absolutely. And then also you're there with Song of the Year as well with Woof, with uh, Big Pig too. Yeah, which is crazy. Um <laughs> Yeah, I love Big Pig. I love her music. It was great to get a song together because I've known Jess for about six years. So, yeah, um, yeah it all just lined up nicely. So it's collaborations is something you enjoy then? Yeah, you know, when it's with the right people. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't particularly like just getting put in a room with a random person because they're, you know, a big name or, or mm-hmm. um, yeah, anything like that. For me, a lot of music is, it's communication really and, and energy so if the energy doesn't feel right then i don't really feel right working with people so i only really ever work with people that i really like and enjoy kind of being around so yeah that makes a lot of sense if people want to keep up to date with everything you're up to where's the best place to go instagram tiktok usually be posting a lot on that so yeah nice yeah kojak thank you so much for chatting to us thanks very much for having me